Hello, everyone. On this podcast, Dean Eastman and I sit down along with a variety of business professionals to talk about all things business. Whether this is your lunch, study break, walk to class, or on your drive into work, we are happy you are listening. Welcome to what we consider the buzz on business. All right. And today we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people that I've met in the last five years, um, but mainly for my MBA program, Rodrigo Tella. Hola. Hello. So happy to be here. Thank you for, for coming on. Thank you for that very sweet introduction. Thank you. We are glad to have you here. The last one of the semester, is it not? It is. It is. No pressure. No pressure. No, no pressure at all. <laughs> no, not whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm ready for it. So, Robert Regal, why don't you first uh, tell us what your position is here in Spears, and then we'll go through some background stuff. Sure. So, um, the title is MBA Manager. Uh, it's a bit confusing for some people. I wear many hats with the MBA program. So, I'm the point of contact for full-time MBAs. You know, we have three venues, Stillwater full, slash full-time. Um, part-time over in Tulsa and online. So I'm the main point of contact for our full-time Stillwater-based students. Uh, but besides that, I do admissions. I lead the admissions committee. Uh, I take care of rankings. So every single time that you see uh, an OSU news or Spears news, something related to rankings, I was behind submitting all the data and working with uh, several departments across Spears and across OSU as well. Um, I um, work with the MBA advisory board as well, uh, scholarships as well. So it's a little bit of everything, but it's a very complex but fascinating position. So that's that's what I do here. Do you have a favorite part of it? Like, what's your favorite uh, responsibility? Probably seeing how our students transition from the very beginning until the end, how they they become professionals in a graduate level environment. Uh, that's fascinating because I was one of them many years ago, right? Uh, and now being able to see how they transition and how they mature, not only from an academic perspective, but also from a personal perspective, I think it's fascinating. So that's one of my favorites. And of course, connecting with them, hearing more about uh, their passions, what they do, how they picture themselves in the future, how OSU is helping them to get there. So uh, it's very rewarding in a way. All right, let's back up. Where did you uh, grow up? I grew up in a little town for Mexico side, a size uh, called Puebla. So it's a four million now, people. Well, how could you call a town of four million people a little town? <laughs> if you compare Rodrigo. with Mexico City, which well, is like yeah, 25 but... million people, it's a it's a village, right? <laughs> but, but it is not. It's a, it's a it's a big city. It's a fascinating city. Uh, incredible weather. Um, that's where I grew grew up. Um, and then I came to OSU through uh, OSU's strategic partner in Mexico, UPAEP University, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard of. Um, I remember when I was an undergrad student. Uh, let's go back in time. Uh, I was part of this President's Council kind of thing, right? And back then, Dr. Alfredo Miranda, if he's listening, hello, my friend. Um, he told us, hey, we're working with Oklahoma State University for a dual degree agreement in master's, right? And I was like, first things first, Oklahoma. Like, <laughs> why Oklahoma, right? I didn't know anything about Oklahoma other than tornadoes, right? 
which is famous. Uh, that it's should a famous be our state name. motto, I think, from now on. You yeah. know? Right. And, um, and I was like, but that's for masters and I'm about to, to, uh, graduate from my undergrad. So that is far away. Like sounds a, like a good deal, dual agreement, but I'm not ready for it. So then a couple of years later, I was shopping around. I was like, I need to go to grad school. And I remember, oh yeah, I remember that conversation during that meeting with uh, president Miranda, uh, let's go and see what, what's the, what's this agreement about? Right. So I went there, say hello to a couple of familiar faces. They told me everything about OSU and this world degree program. So I was like, sounds, sounds good. So that was my plan A, it worked out. I was supposed to be here for only one year, 11 years later, and I'm still <laughs> that's alive. So that, that's life, that's life. Pueblo is a beautiful place. It's what, actually one of my favorite places in the world to go. The, the weather's beautiful, the people are, the food's fantastic. Well, I was, I was able to, Host Dean Eastman and uh, former president of OSU, President Hargis, and his wife back in uh, 2014, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Spring 2014. And we were able to spend one week around. Uh, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. What I remember most, uh, President Hargis was talking politics with the mayor. We had dinner with the mayor yep. of Pueblo. Yep. So Ann and I were sit, stand, sitting there drinking tequila while he talked politics. <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea about either, but uh, no, it was, it was he was very gracious and it was a fascinating. It was really, and yeah. we had a great time. Uh, we got to connect with uh, key people down there, and to show like this this agreement was a really really solid agreement. So that's the reason why I end up in Stillwater, Oklahoma, because of this. What's the main thing that you miss about Puebla? Oh, Besides probably, the weather. Well, okay. If weather is is out of the picture, uh, food, like authentic Mexican food. Oh yeah, you don't get that here. Yeah, uh, not at all. <laughs> like not at wait, all. Wait, wait. We got Taco Bell. Come on. Deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I've Mexican never been. I've That's never right. been in Taco Bell. Oh so my gosh. That. Well, oh, now I know we're that. going for lunch next time. <laughs> um, if you really want to try authentic Mexican food come to my kitchen. I'll, I'll make sure that you will try authentic Mexican food because it's hard to find authentic Mexican food around here. Don't get me wrong, good places, yeah, but it's more like Tex-Mex, mm -hmm. not like authentic Mexican. Yeah, that, and most of us, that's what we associate. We think that's what mm -hmm. Mexican mm -hmm. cuisine mm -hmm. is, but it's not. We, no, we've kind no, of uh, far, prostituted far it for far our own purposes. It. So what's your favorite thing to cook? Um, I love breakfast. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that you can, that thinks that you cannot have a good day if you don't have a good breakfast, meaning good coffee, like solid meal. But as far as Mexican food, I love green enchiladas. Oh. That's my absolute favorite. I could eat green enchiladas every single day if I could. I've never had that. I'll have to try it. Green enchiladas? Mm -hmm. The green chili sauce? Wow. I'm not a big fan of Mexican He hasn't been a taco spell and you haven't. Oh I know. my gosh. We got to get you out more. Like yeah. <laughs> um, when, so whenever you first got here, what was your initial thought of Oklahoma? So before, before accepting the offer and applying and everything, I um, took like a quick trip with my mom, right? We were like, let's go and take a look, see how it looks, see if you like it, right? So we got to Oklahoma City and then we dropped. And I was like, okay, this looks super quiet, right? I mean, keep in mind, 4 million people, town. So 
it was shocking to see how quiet things were. But on the other hand, this was June. So in the summer, OSU looks beautiful, right? So I was shocked by the size of OSU, right? How beautiful it was. Um, but it was more like, I don't know what to expect. Because I've, I've been in the US before then, right? But just like the typical, go to Las Vegas, go to Miami. But Oklahoma, that was just not on my bucket list, right? And then boom, you found uh, this beautiful community, this beautiful uh, campus. It was, it's just ironic, I'll put it this way. Because at the beginning, it was the transition was very challenging, right? Because you are used to that pace, fast pace of a city, the traffic, many dining options, uh, using people everywhere. There's always something to do, right? So the transition was very hard at the beginning. And now it's the opposite. Now I'm used to these little town college vibes. And then when I go home, I get overwhelmed immediately, <laughs> right? I'm like the traffic, all the people, like it, it's, it's, it's a lot, right? But um, I think it's a, it's a, the sense of community in this town, in these uh, universities is one of a kind. I know a lot of people, a lot of institutions praise about that, but I think OSU is, it's, it's, it's really one of a kind. Yeah, I know when I drive in a big city, it takes me a while to go, oh yeah, there's other people on the road. <laughs> yeah. right. If you have, and here, if you have to sit through one stoplight, you're annoyed. Like, yeah. What yeah, is you're like, going what is going on? on? Right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Is there an accident yeah. up there? Yeah. What is happening? I mean, my God. Is there a game or, or, or what's going right. on? And, uh, and, and I get like immediately annoyed by waiting. Here you drive eight, 10 minutes, 15 minutes stop, right? Now that they are fixing Perkins Road. Uh, that's the probably from point A from point B in my hometown. I take you probably forty five minutes. So it, the difference is significant. So so you've been here eleven years. So walk us through kind of the the like time the, frame. the yeah. time frame. Yeah. So first as, as an international student, international graduate student, then I graduated. Then I started working in the office of international programs. So I was in charge of running uh, short-term academic programs for international students from 2012 through 2019. No, uh, 2020, 2020, right before the pandemic. And then I transitioned from that position to Spears. Um, during that position, I was able to host close to 1,500, close to 2,000 international students coming in the summer. Um, so when OSU is pretty much like, a ghost town in the summer, that's when we hosted international students. So it was short-term academic programs. And um, during that time, I mean, I graduated, then I worked full-time. Then I, one of the benefits as an OSU employee, you get a tuition waiver as well, right? So I decided to get another master's degree in health and human performance. Uh, and now I'm lined up to another academic journey ahead. So, uh, and I've been with the MBA program since uh, February, 2020. Just in time for the pandemic. Two weeks before <laughs> the pandemic. And probably this, this was one of the most fascinating things when I took position. Like I was able to spend 10 business days with the new team, with the new, the new everything, and then, hey, go home, right? So when we, we were able to come back, I was like, okay, so this is the, the, the team that I've been working with for the last 16 months, right? 
Um, so the transition was in a bit challenging, was a bit challenging, hundred percent challenging, but it was, it was the pandemic, right? It was something we hopefully knock on wood, we will never go through ever again. Um, but yeah, two weeks in and then boom, go virtual. Oh gosh. At least you're prepared for the next one. You know what to go through. <laughs> hopefully I don't have to take that expertise ever again. <laughs> in going through a pandemic in a new position or anything like that because it was it was it was it was hard and you mentioned you're about to go on another academic I journey am. starting am, in the yeah. fall this coming fall yeah. so it's the executive phd program correct. right correct okay. so uh, the executive phd in business so um it's a three-year commitment um compared to the normal which is five right four, four, to, four, four, yeah, four to five four to five um, it's a program that is designed for people with a full-time job for executives, right? So on top of that, you are in school. Um, you meet with your cohort once a month uh, for monthly residencies here at OSU. Uh, they travel from all over because uh, it's a cohort with a very interesting mix of uh, business professionals, right? Business ex executives. You meet with them once a month, Thursday through Saturday. Um, and it's a three-year commitment. Uh, it's a lot of reading, a lot of research, because I mean, it's, it's, it, the focus of it is research, executive research, right? Um, so I'm thrilled, I'm terrified, I'm excited. So it's a, a lot of mixed emotions, but it's uh, my next professional move for sure. And my next professional challenge for sure. As what, well. uh, what motivated you to pursue it? That's a great question. I am a passionate about higher education um, and being able to interact with students, with staff, with faculty. On top of that, I like data. I like numbers. I like to be and stay informed. Um, and I like to bring new conversations to the table, something that is not out there and everyone should be talking about. So I'm, I'm, I like to ignite those conversations. So if I can start a new conversation about something that is not out there, this is, I think this is like a really good way to start that journey, to, to kick off to a new conversation about a very specific topic. Um, and it's a good way to keep growing within the higher education as well. It opens the door to do some sort of consulting in a next level kind of consulting as well. So I do picture myself doing a little bit of that. All right. And what's your research in? Or have you decided? Yes. I mean, you have to turn in a research proposal to be considered for admission, right? So I'm passionate about health and wellness. Um, I, I, I really think that you cannot do well in life if you don't take care of yourself because that's going to impact what you do, the, the people around you and everything. So I was looking that there's, there's a lot of conversation about um, how employers save money in health insurance if they provide health programs, right? I think the numbers is like for every dollar they spend, they will be saving 60 cents if they invest in health uh, programs for the employees, right? But there's absolutely nothing about how your wellness state as a human being impacts your soft skills in the workplace, how you relate to your coworkers, with your supervisors, with the 
with your overall performance. So I think that that's a that's an area that I would like to to work on, which is related to org behavior, pretty much, um, and and how to correlate that health and wellness and in in the business side of things uh, and impacting in the workplace, especially soft skills, because I think soft skills take you places, take you to places. You could have a degree from Harvard, Yale, uh, Cambridge, you name it, but if your soft skills are zero. You're gonna, you're gonna struggle. So that's now they say your research proposal from what you actually work on at the end of the program might be completely different, but it's a good start to know that will be an area that I'm interested in. So we'll see. So who are some of your uh, role models? I don't have one name, one specific name in mind. I like to take pieces of everyone I meet. Right, because some someone will be will be excelling in a very unique area, right? But their personal life is mm, not so good, right? So it's just it's just taking a bite, just a piece of someone that I'm like, hmm, that's that's interesting, and uh, as long as I see that they are excelling uh, in what they do, uh, doing no harm, do uh, no that they got there because of their efforts, because of their sacrifices, that immediately becomes someone that I'm like, you are someone that I should follow your journey, right? And of course, someone that disrupts the industry. Like, um, for example, Margaret Thatcher, right? The first female prime minister. Wow, right? The things that you have to go through to be to get there. So someone that changed uh, a pattern, that immediately gets my attention and I can, I can follow on their journey. Now, from a personal perspective, probably my mom. I mean, she, she's, she's the rock of the family. Um, so smart, bright, hard worker. So uh, she, she's a Solid inspiration for sure. Just in time for Mother's Day. So yeah, yeah, very yeah. smart, very smart. Yeah, very smart, very smart, mom. If you're listening, this one's for you. <laughs> now, whenever you're here, I know it's so different from like you have been adjusted here for a while now. And other than that, you work out. I'm assuming and everything. Do you ever go on runs? Because I know you have a dog. I do. Do you guys ever do anything together, or do you guys ever go on walks? So I love riding my bike. Okay. If the weather is fine, we go out, we ride the bike. I have a, one of those backpacks for dogs. So I put the puppy in my bike. So it's not a St. Bernard, so I'm taking it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, but if the weather is not nice, which is, this is Oklahoma, then I am a big Peloton uh, advocate. So I like to ride my, my, my bike. Uh, but you'll see me at the Colvin on a regular basis. I like to stay in shape. Uh, that's a good way for me to kick off my day, a good morning endorphins. Um, but yeah, probably biking. Biking would be my top choice and just regular uh, weight lifting. All right, I think it's time for the speed round. Okay, yes. Let's do it. Now, we, besides the, the green chili enchiladas, what else do you like to cook? Raviolis. I absolutely love raviolis. The Mexican ravioli, is that what I mean? 
<laughs> you can find Mexican raviolis, right? But anything with a feeling inside, like raviolis, like uh, empanadas. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Anything with a feeling. What's the name of the Asian one? Um, oh, like dumplings? Dumplings. Like, yeah. Dumplings, yeah. dumplings. So anything with a feeling makes me the happiest person. All right. And who's your favorite musician? I really, really like Celine Dion. I've seen her a couple of times live in concert, and it's, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. The mute. As a whole, I think she's a, a solid artist. Biggest pet peeve. Oof. People who don't like Celine. <laughs> People who don't like Celine <laughs> or green enchiladas. <laughs> green enchiladas. We're out. I have a few, but probably drivers that do not use blinkers. <laughs> I can go like in fumes in seconds. It really, it really, yeah, I can really, empathize yeah, with that. One. Yeah, it's just, it's just like that, that little thing, that stick right there has a function, buddy. Like you <laughs> sit. It's not just for decoration purposes inside your car, right? By your wheel, use it. So someone is going to make a turn. Nobly, I, I, I can lose my mind. Yeah. All right. Your favorite place you've ever been to? I've ever been to? Mm -hmm. Greece. Oh yeah, I could definitely. Greece. I lived in Greece when I was younger for an exchange program for over a year. So that, that country stole my heart, 100%. It was fascinating. All right. And finally, uh, what do you, what's your, one of your favorite things to do in your free time? I would say workout really gets me disconnected from work or personal stuff. It's just like, I'm like, that's my zone, working out. And of course, traveling, but, but you cannot travel every single day, right? So it's something I well, can you do. Could, but you I mean, you job. could, but you won't have a job. <laughs> you need a, little a, a, an extensive budget for that, but uh, on, our, on a daily basis, definitely. Well, thank you, Rodrigo. It's been Absolutely. a pleasure having you uh, Absolutely. with us. And again, thank you all for listening uh, this semester, this year. And we will see you the next time on The Buzz on Business. <laughs>